0: See, what they don't know is they're tuning in to DBYT podcast. My name is taisha Hans, and this is my show where I'll explore the ins and outs of the world around me. You can tune in every Wednesday at seven o'clock Eastern Time. Hey, everybody, y'all are tuning into your favorite podcast with your favorite host. For those who are new and here listening for the first time, welcome and thanks for choosing the right vibe for tonight and for the returning listeners thanks for coming back tonight you guys will get to hear how our guest lived her life as she knew it so grab a drink and get comfy and with that being said let's get into it Hey, what's up, everybody? By now, you know you're tuning in to DBYT with your host, Aisha. Today, I would like to introduce a wonderful young lady who helped me with my first short film, Miss Louisa. She attends Valdosta State University, and honestly, she's one of the most prompt people I've probably met in a while. Today, she's here to give us insight on her story and share her opinions about cheating. How you doing, Louisa?
1: I'm doing great, how are
0: you? You know, just chilling, per usual. (laughs) That's good. So we're going to jump right into it. Can you explain what it means to be half adopted?
1: Okay. So for me, uh, Um, There's always these stories about how people are adopted and they had their like adopted day, but I am a little bit different. I live with my birth mom, but I'm legally adopted by my dad. So I found out at the age of 11 that I was half adopted and I had to go through all these identity crisis of, oh, who really am I? I thought I was just some half white, half Hispanic girl in my life, but I was actually full Hispanic and Puerto Rican and just rediscovering who I was at a really young age brought me up differently from everyone else, if that makes sense. hmm mm-hmm. But it's, it makes you feel a part of like the adoptive community. Like how, oh, there's, we all have this, some sense of, we don't know who we are still, but we're all still trying to figure it out. And it's a constant battle of knowing who I am versus who I want to
0: be. Okay. So can you give us any details like with your experience growing up as a half adopted child? So, um,
1: though my parents won't agree with me. I always knew that I wasn't right with my sisters because my sisters look exactly the same. My youngest looks like my dad. and No, my youngest looks like my mom. And then my middle sister looks like my dad. And so then I would look in the mirror and Like oh that I just I don't look the same like we have different noses. There's always something off, so that caused body dysmorphia issues
0: and stuff growing up. But then I realized oh we just have a different dad. Okay. And you said you found out when you were 11 or that's just when the process started happening.
1: I um, I love I love my um, adoptive father. Um, I call him dad. He's known as dad. I don't call him by his first name. He actually met my mom when she was pregnant with me. They got married six months after. And about two weeks after I was born, he adopted me. And so I, I've been his daughter since day one. Right blood relationship, like that's my dad. I will, I'll fight for him, he'll fight for me. But I didn't know that he adopted me until 11 or 12.
0: That is very much different. I have, well, in my case, I have a stepfather. He, you know, he's been here since I was born too. Never went through the legal things of being like adopted or anything, but that's, that's cool, that's different. I never, I never heard of that before. So like, now that you're older, like, how big of a role did that play in your development of your character?
1: I think it really um, changed who I was because I had this perception before who I was until I was 11, and then my whole world just got flipped upside down. I really did a lot of self-discovery through middle school and high school, and then when I got to college, I was comfortable enough with who I was to be bold enough and just put myself out there and in short films and me, all these cool people. But it really changed my perception of men because I had this, like my, my adopted dad is a great person, takes care of us, isn't working to take care of me and my sisters. So I had this perception of men in my life. But the minute I found out about my birth father, who kind of dipped on me when I was a kid. I kind of, I only saw the good in people. So it kind of was hard for me to not see the good in people. So I got hurt a lot.
0: It's like our stories are like semi-similar. Like (laughs) it's it's weird. It's weird (laughs) because like I had, um, I knew my birth dad growing up and everything, but he eventually left, you know, he's off living his life the best way he knows how bless his heart It's weird. Cause I have this weird thing where you go through that and you see like how it makes you feel inside where it's like, okay, why did you have me if you weren't going to, you know, stick around type thing. So I definitely um, relate to you in that way where it's like, who, who are you? Who could you be? And then you have this whole other side of your family that you really don't know because it's like, Yeah, I know my dad. i like, I know when I see him and I know his voice and everything, but it's like, it's still parts of me missing in a way. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like there's always going to be like this hole in my heart that I will just never be able to fill because of how I was brought into the world. Right. And that's not my fault. And I can't hold bring that to hold me down, but it just... At this point in my life, okay, that's there, but I'm going to use that to my advantage.
0: At any point in your life, did you kind of like feel it was your fault or like have you never felt like that before?
1: I think when they did tell me, and I've I've talked to my parents about this too, that I think they could have told me when I was a little bit younger, because they told me it's such a hard time in everyone's life, like middle school. Like, so I was already going through changes and that, and I was very, put that on myself, I'm like, oh my God, everyone in my family hates me. They're, I'm just, I don't fit in anywhere. So I kind of like put it on myself, but then I moved to Florida and I was like, you know what, I have a clean slate. It's time to start over and stop bringing myself down about this.
0: Oh. So I want to hug you <laughs> I, I can I can definitely see how that would be hard especially like being in middle school where you're like basically like kind sure of sure yourself like you know who you are and then something like that comes and it's like well I thought so with that did did it make you envision relationships in a different way
1: oh no definitely for sure I I always see the best in people. So every time I would go into a relationship, I would always be like, okay, um, they're cool. And then I would tell them the story. And then sometimes they'd like to take advantage of my kindness and stuff like that.
0: So how would you describe yourself today? Like, after everything that has happened? Are you still that cheery, happy person? Or like, how are you now?
1: Uh, I'm still a very cheery and happy person. Like I make sure that I make everyone smiling, regardless if they're mad at me or not. But I'm more prone to protecting my heart now. So talking to a guy or talking to someone, I'm not going to be like, here's my whole life story and these are all my weaknesses and ways to manipulate me. But I will be like, hey, I'm Louisa. I'm going to wait to tell you this because you're going to get to know me first. And I'm going to see if my heart should be opened up to you
0: that's good because I people will take whatever they can especially if they get upset with you and they will throw it back in your face or they'll try to like break you down to where it's like you know that this could hurt me so like why would you do that type thing I've I've been through things like that and it's like but I, I I will say with me I I try to keep my business buried for a long time <laughs> before opening up to people because it's like I, I have this thing well I'm trying to get out of it but I always feel like people are either out to get me or they have ill intent and I hate that I think like that but it's like I've seen it so many times that it doesn't it's not going to shock me if I open up and then somebody does that because it's like I was already expecting them to do it you know what I mean Yeah, i know what you mean that's that's crazy that is crazy so if you could change anything about your childhood what would you change
1: i think god bless my mom but i think i was brought up not hispanic um i wish i was taught his spanish at a young age so that now being proud of my culture and who i am that i could be like hey i know spanish and i know this about my family and i know It's about my culture. I don't, I really have to educate myself now just because I wasn't brought up that way.
0: What do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I know that's a a childish question, but.
1: (laughs) I I know, I know, but I, I really want to be a, um, film after, and I want to be very, very famous, but not for the money reasons. I, like I said, I grew up like a Hispanic girl, and I never really had any role models to look after. I don't have a Disney princess still. I have very few Hispanic movies about my culture, so I want to be famous and be on the big screen so that when I'm that age, I can have someone looking up to me, and they can have that Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Mexican role model to look up to.
0: You know what? I love that for you, man. Because honestly, you're a really good person. Like even just being around you for like, what, since January? Like yes. you are very genuine with your intentions and everything. So I do, I do see that. That's cool. So, oh my gosh, like what kind of, like what genre do you want to step into? I really love
1: horror and action. I know those are two very different things, but I I did a musical called Carrie after the season King Carrie. And I played the, the crazy um, Christian mom, and I really was able to step into the role and do it, I think, pretty well and quickly. So I realized that I have that power to act crazy. I think that's the right word for it. Um, but I also just love action movies. Like I'm a huge Marvel fan and stuff like that. I think those are always so cool.
0: What's your favorite uh, Marvel movie?
1: Oh my god. Um, Cats in America, The First Avenger. I'm a huge Captain
0: America fan. Okay, and
1: why? I have always loved movies that like, there's this huge love story and a huge um, hopeless romantic. And I always love when someone sacrifices themselves for a cause and stuff like that. So it really, it it gets me in the heart, makes me a little emotional when Captain America crashes into the ice to save America. And his little girl is like, I know he had to do it. It's kind of sad. And then he has to come back and live his life. I don't know, it just, it touches my heart a little bit. <laughs> I
0: also just love Chris Evans. Me and him have the same birthday, so. If uh, if time and money weren't a variable, what would you do with your life? Oh, God. Um, go traveling. Where you want to go?
1: Um, I'd love to go to Italy. I'd love to go to Mexico, um, France, I think Asia, Japan, any, everywhere and anywhere. <laughs>
0: Look, really. So when you do start traveling, because I do believe in uh, spoken manifestation and whatnot, um, uh, when you do get to that point, what do you wish to gain from those experiences?
1: Um, knowledge and experience. I think it's very hard to be in one place your entire life and grow. I like I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I, I have friends from where I'm from, Wisconsin, who've only lived their entire lives and only know the things that happen in their town and stuff. But I've moved all around. I've moved in Wisconsin, Massachusetts, Florida, and now I'm in Georgia. And so I've experienced different walks of life and how people live their life differently. I'd love to go to other countries and see how they do it here, because America's great and all, but we kind of suck.
0: But yeah. Uh, out of those places, what was your favorite place to live?
1: Um. I love the city. I was really young when I lived in Massachusetts, but I love looking back on it and being like, I'd love to live there. But I'm also a beach bum at the same time. So when I was in Florida, I I loved it. Just the palm trees and the sun.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, now we're going to get into, we're going to transition and go to the next segment. So recently we spoke on some unfortunate events that happened to you while you were in a relationship would you mind sharing that experience
1: of course I share that experience but i'm not gonna say any names because i am friends with the other girl so okay um, while i was meeting with you taisha i was in this some sort of relationship with this man and we we're on and off and stuff And going through that and working on me, I realized, hey, I'm ready for a relationship. So I confronted the guy, said, hey, I want you to be my boyfriend or it's time for me to leave. And so I decided to leave and I spent a lovely weekend with friends. And then that Monday or Tuesday, he comes back to me telling me he loves me because I had realized those feelings were him. And I told him that and he didn't feel the same way. But now it's like, I love you, Louisa. Come back to me, be, be my girlfriend and me being in love with him still, I said, okay, well, you have to work hard and I'm not gonna give you everything you want right now, but in time, maybe that we could work it out. But I'm not saying we're exclusive, I'm just saying you need to try. And so I gave him an opportunity and I work as an orientation leader here at Baldassa State University. So I was working one of those sessions. And then that afternoon, he texted me and he let me know that he had slept with his ex back in September, right when we started. And we were exclusive. So I immediately ended things. I went back home. His ex kept texting me, please get back together with him, and all this stuff. He saw his home. I thought a lot. And I came back here to start working again. And I met this new roommate of mine. And I was telling her this story of how my freshman year ended in this huge heartache. And she goes, this story sounds really familiar. Um, do you know this girl's name? And I said, oh my God, that's his ex. So I met up with her and we exchanged stories and screenshots and receipts and all that stuff. And we found out that the eight months I was together with him, he was sleeping with her as well. And he had been dating her for three and a half years. And I had to tell her that I was with him and more girls were with him before me. So that's how that ended. And... Um, I now have this very awkward life where he works on campus as well and I work on campus as well and we have to work together um, but it was a huge learning experience for me. I, I value honesty and like I said i half adopted and from that honesty is my first thing I don't care about anything just tell me the truth that entire relationship that was what I said to him and it just wasn't received back Um, and I knew I was making bad decisions with him but I think a part of me wanted to see what would happen if this would go anywhere but it hurt a lot. I am a very honest person. I'm so loyal. I would never cheat on anyone. And just having that happen to me. its it's hard to like say into words what the feeling is when you find that out. Like you just, you feel disgusting. You want to go take a shower. You just want to run it's so this awful like want
0: to shed your skin like a lizard or something. Oh my gosh, I personally, I haven't been through that, but that's why you're here to help help guide everybody into like what to do next, you know, especially I feel like uh, first before I say that, were there any warning signs that you probably missed or overlooked before like you figured everything out?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I, I, there are so many flags. He called me her name once, right when we first started, he kind of disappeared for hours. But I also, like I said, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I see the best in people. So the entire time I was like, okay, well there's that. And then he was on and off. But I'm a very firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And I was meant to go through this to help people Looking for those red signs and be like, "Hey, maybe you should sit down and have a, a conversation about it," or really put, put pressure them to be honest with you.
0: So, after being in that type of relationship, what like what are you looking for now? Like, are you wanting to get into another relationship, or are you more self concerned? This summer,
1: well, it's hot girl summer, um, <laughs> but
0: I've,
1: I've been reflecting on myself. Um, this birthday, I just turned 19, and it was the first time I was single on my birthday since I was 14 or 15. So I really had to sit down and think, well, why am I always putting myself in these relationships that i always ending horribly? And just really reflecting on myself. And yeah, I, um, I'll talk to a few guys and I'll, I'll hang out with them. But what comes out of it will come out of it. And if I'm supposed to be with that person, I'll be with that person.
0: I'm glad that you have like a positive outlook on your situation because that's a lot to endure at such a young age. And like you said, like you just turned 19. So all of this happened while you were 18. Yeah, (laughs) my pandemic, during my freshman year of college, everything just kind of (laughs) happened. Dang. Well, that I mean, hey, at least you have a story to tell. And yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely believe in going through things is like the best teacher because things can happen and you can see them happening around you. But it's nothing like it happening to yourself where you can actually sit down and be like, wow, what went wrong? How can I do better next time? And like not blaming the other person. Mm-hmm. to is like a self accountability thing it's refreshing to know that you don't have to hold like all this resentment over somebody it's like you looked at your situation and you're like yeah you were wrong and you're gonna have to live with it and now I have what I have and I'm moving on with my life so I'm glad you're not dwelling in it, you know?
1: Of course not. My mom has this great mantra that she tells me after every something bad happened. She's like, you need to figure out how, what you would say to him about how you feel. Yeah. So I would be like, I'm never going to forgive you, and I'm never going to forget, but we can live in harmony. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, when I have to work, I'm not going to be like, I hate you, you cheated on me, I can't believe this. No, you need to... Sit sit with what you did, realize you did not break my heart, but you also broke this girl you were dating for three and a half years apart. And now we're best friends, so thank you for that. Like I said, I think everything happens for a reason, but now I have this experience for myself, but not only for my little sisters who saw me go through that. And now I know, oh, okay, well, Luisa saw this happen with him. I need to make sure if I'm gonna talk to that, I can't do what Luisa did. And I'd rather have that happen to me than my 12 and 17 year old sister.
0: That's, that's a big responsibility. I But I get it. Like, I really do. I, I would tell my mom, like, and other people around me, like, things usually happen to me before they used to happen to my friends. And I was always that friend that people would go to and, like, vent to and, you know, pour their heart out. And I would just be there to give them advice. Like, this is what I would do. And obviously, you can take it or leave it. But at the end of the day, you know, you make your own decisions. So it was it was like... I would go through things and have to teach them, like, "Hey, you don't have to go through this. If somebody is treating you some certain way, you don't have to put up with it." Because my thing is, there's no ring on my finger, so I'm single until. <laughs> yeah. Because no, we're not. That's not where we. You may be my
1: boyfriend. I'm be loyal to you, but um, when, when's the date? Uh, I don't have my flowers
0: picked out, and it's still a ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's not official till it's official. So I always I always like to tell people like you know you can keep your options open as long as you want to because if no one is putting pressure on you or holding a gun to your head like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to and you can definitely live your best life the way you want to you know what I mean hey we only got one life to live right
1: and I think also if you know you're making the stupid mistakes power to you because the entire time I knew I was probably making dumb mistakes but I was like you know what. I'd rather make these dumb mistakes at 18 than 27. There you go. And I'd rather go through this at 18 than 27 when I want to have a career at 27 and be pretty and famous and being a role model. So I will make these dumb mistakes now, and it's going to break my heart. But hey, when I have my own Red Table talk show, this man is getting ripped to shreds. And that's what it's going to be.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I agree with you with that. Like, ha- having things happen to you at an earlier age um, does certainly help you mold faster uh i had a friend back in ninth grade yeah we were friends and her mom wouldn't let her date and i was telling her i was like girl if you don't go ahead and do what you gotta do now how would you know what you like like it's it's so awkward to be grown and not know exactly like or at least a a part of what you like in a person you know what i mean yeah
1: it's difficult being in college now and meeting people who are like, oh yeah, um, my mom and dad had an argument last night and I just, it hurt. And I was like, girl, sit down. I, let me tell you everything that's happened in my life. I have a trauma list on my phone. I eat trauma for breakfast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, I'm, I don't, I'm not a person who can trauma or something, but sometimes, you know. Yeah. A little bit bigger than other things that I, I always be there
0: for someone regardless of what they're going through yeah i I, yeah because i mean everybody has gone through things even smaller big because at one point in time like i don't know this is just an example but say we're five years old or maybe four we're learning how to tie our shoes and we can't do it we're getting frustrated at that point in our life that is the biggest worry you know what i mean that's the biggest deal because it's like why can't i get this right so i think that everybody just moves at different paces and it's okay you know like but we all here to learn from each other
1: yeah real like i can like in acting class um my professor goes we can steal things from everyone the way they act and i always feel like i can steal things from people with the way they cope or the way they they deal with stuff differently. Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: that um, Before this incident happened, like, what were you looking for in a partner?
1: I, um, well, that's a whole other story. So, I had uh, my sister's ex had been, her boyfriend had been living with us for about a year, and we found out that he was um, domestically new her. So, right before I came to college, that was all happening, court cases and stuff. And I had a year-long boyfriend, And five days before I moved to college, my boyfriend broke up with me, and I had to sit down and go through a lot of therapy and was realizing that that whole incident with my sister really changed who I was and how I treated everyone. So I realized I was, my reaction to that happening to my sister really changed my relationship with my boyfriend and that's why we ended things but I wasn't looking for anything. I was like, you know what? I'm in college, I'm young. I just had this huge event happen in my life. It's time to just go and explore. And no, I may have downloaded Tinder and all that fun stuff, but I actually met this guy in person, which I'm a firm believer that like, that's when you know someone is right for you. If you meet them in person, it's fate and stuff like that. But I thought, I was like, okay, we are very similar. We've been through a lot of the same things and we're meant to be friends of some type but then he's like oh i'm interested
0: i know that was a lot sorry (laughs) oh no you're honey you're fine (laughs) trust me um before the well not before the breakup before college when you did go through your breakup do you think that it was bound to happen like did you see it coming
1: i i think i was so preoccupied with my sister i really didn't See any of the signs of the breakup was coming, and looking back on it now, yeah, I see them. But during that moment, I didn't really no, I really thought we were in love and all of this stuff. But that day, that it happened, I was like, this imaginary weight was lifted off my shoulders. I was like, thank <laughs> okay, I can- I'm glad you did it before I did. <laughs> Maybe I would have done it a little bit later, like or earlier in the summer.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think um, cause you know, I'm a little bit older, whatever (laughs) but when I was going into college, like I did not want a boyfriend so I kinda avoided like a a lot. I've avoided people trying to talk to me, like, in that summer of going to college, because I was like, I do not want a boyfriend here, and it was like two or three dudes trying to get with me, and it was like, I just want to be your everything, and I'm like, I don't want that right now. Like, I'm going to college. I don't know (laughs) what's out here. Like, what if I meet my husband out here? (laughs) For real. So, it was like, we can stay friends if you want to, but going on to a relationship status, that's not gonna happen, because, like, first of all I already know that the people that wanted me was not gonna be in Vadosta, so I was like I never had a boyfriend who was like there and what I mean is like when I was in high school I had a boyfriend in ninth grade we went to do different schools right mm-hmm. um, so I would only get to see him either on weekends or if I went to his games or anytime I went over his house or he come to my house like it would but you know we in school so we're going to school 5 days a week most of the time he he's playing football and basketball and I'm doing track so it's like uh, and I'm in clubs and everything. So it was like, it was weird with that. And then got to, um, when I actually did get a college boyfriend, we still didn't go to the same school. Like, so I never had somebody who was like consistently in my face. So honestly, that, I feel like that's probably going to be my next challenge in life when I do get another boyfriend because now I'm done with college and school altogether. So it was like, uh, it's gonna be weird.
1: It's funny that that's happened to you because my boyfriends have always been too involved in my life. Like my first one, we were in marching band, band, orchestra, all that stuff together. My second one, we were in chorus, and then he lived right down the street from me. So he was a three minute walk, and then this past one was in the same friend group. So I have the problem of they are always too much in my life that I never get my alone time away from them. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm trying now to find that happy balance between like, okay, I need to have alone time and you need to go back to wherever you're going.
0: And we, um, we can't be with each other 24 seven. I'm a big firm believer in that. Like for me personally, I what I find attractive about some men is that they have their own thing going on. Like they have drive in like very much involved in what they want out of life. So it's like, like okay, for example, if I call one of my guy friends or something, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that for X, Y, and Z," and I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing! I love that for you." man is so attractive, but also someone who's gonna lift you up and wants you to be successful too is yeah. That's that's important because just just to know like I had instances where um, I was with one of my boyfriends and. He he was kind of jealous at times when it came to like my success. And it was very, very unattractive and it was very off-putting for me. Cause I'm like, you're supposed to be supporting me. You're supposed to be happy for me, but you're mad. How'd that work?
1: Like, I, uh, I announced that I was coming to La Losta State um, during the pandemic. And I had told my boyfriend at the time I was probably going to go there. And I put it on my Instagram. And his first text to me was, I didn't know you were going to that college. Oh. And I was like, uh, congratulations, Louise going to college for what you want to do with your career? That would have been a little bit nicer. But no, it's just the least unattractive thing. It's like, I want them to be like, what are you doing? You need to go do this, this, and this. And I want you to go be successful, said Also, when we were shooting our short film, the guy that cheated on me. I had to do that kissing scene with <laughs> and, and he told me that he was not going to kiss me until after the scene and two weeks after, because I was his.
0: Oh my God.
1: And I, down, I said, look, we may be together. I may really, really like you, but you are not the one who's coming between me and my career miss thing. I will kiss every man I have to in a, in a show. If that's what the show requires that I'm casted in. So I'm sorry, if you want to go now, great i'm gonna go do this short film
0: that's gonna look great on my resume okay how how did he even i'm trying to think about how to formulate this question because if you're an actor or an actress i'm sorry if you're an actress Mm -hmm. how does he not expect that because like at a young age i even understood the the requirements of somebody who was acting and i always said i don't know if i could do it because i don't know if i would feel comfortable with that but that's something that i knew so if you knew that she was an actress why did you think that she wouldn't have to do things that are shown on tv
1: I've had to like this passing that she did on me and my first um, boyfriend, actually, I had to do a kissing scene in my first show. I got a lead in and there, it was a very uh, a harsh reaction. Wanted me to quit. And that's not what you want to do with your career. And I said, well, I want to be a big star and I want to have these romantic scenes with people. So I'm loyal to you and that's what's happened. And I think being an actor and knowing that I'm going to have to be with people while I have to do these kissing scenes has made me more loyal to people. And I think that's been a benefit and a not so great a benefit, but I just I don't know what it is. Like I'm loyal to you. This is just like my coworker. I have to like fake have sides with and kiss. Like there's nothing between us.
0: Right. And in in, the, in that moment, there's something between us. Side questioning just popped up, but was that your first time being cheated on in a relationship? Yes. Oh wow. I hope it never happens to you again. I don't like
1: I, that. I, <laughs> it, it, it ain't gonna happen to me again because I'm gonna catch it before it ever happens to me.
0: Right. It was like you're really, like you're really down to earth. Like, I feel like sometimes people, when they keep getting away with things, it's like a murder, uh, a serial killer. It's like at first they're careful, and then they start getting very loose and very messy with how they execute things. So it's like, oh, you thought you had all these girls, but now you're leaving too much evidence. And I don't yeah. think, like, I think that's why men suck at cheating, honestly. <laughs> It's awful, looking back on those eight months of my life, seeing when he was happy with me and
1: when he wasn't happy with me and he was happy with her, and then at the end, he wouldn't hang out with me or her, and he would just sit in his room because the guilt was eating him on the inside, and, like, looking back, I can see that, like, on the memories and the videos I have. He was obviously, like, just overwhelmed with the guilt of, hey, I live my, uh, hollywood cheating life and now
0: that's a little cheating scandal it was just preparing you for later on
1: (laughs) later on down the line when i um i'm dating harry styles and he he cheats on me with olivia wilde or something i don't
0: know (laughs) (laughs) So okay after all of this has happened to you updating your mindset and your values that you hold in a relationship will help you navigate to your next potential partner. So what is your new profound mindset when it comes to what you're looking for in a relationship?
1: I'm looking for now someone who I'm going to be able to lift up and be successful, but who can also lift me up and who's going to have great communication and just be honest, Um, like a good, like I'm not looking for some guy I met and now we're dating two weeks. I'm looking for a best friend.
0: Aww. I think friendship is a good foundation. I think that's where I need to start looking at. Foundations are definitely um, fundamental. I, yeah. I, had to, I had to step back from some of my relationships with people because I felt like, hey, maybe we skip this stage of friendship and actually getting to know each other. Like, obviously, we're physically attracted to each other and, like, you're a good person, but, like, who are you as a person? And I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall short because they... Either are looking for love too soon, or they want to fill a void instead of getting to know. Like, hey, this person is actually a junkie, (laughs) and but he looks good. And it's like, is that is that the standard that you're setting for yourself when you're going out with people? So I do commend you for that. And like looking back on my own relationships,
1: like the best one was the one was with the guy who I knew for. Two and a half years and we were friends and we saw each other date people and then we met each other and we're like, hey, oh, we kind of are attracted to each other. Let's let's see what happens. But we have that huge foundation of a, two years of being friends and it was, of course it ended before I came here but it was a good time and it was, our time just passed.
0: And yeah. Like, hey. It is. It is very much so. I mm-hmm. think, and I, I like how you said that y'all got to see each other date other people because mm-hmm. that, that's different <laughs> because of the fact that like a lot of people don't know how the other one is in a relationship when you kinda of, like speed past the friendship stage and not seeing them grow as a person is but be- I, I just feel like it's so much better when you get to see how they treat um different women or different men depending on what you like or whatever.
1: I always when I have a boyfriend, I always look at the way they treat their their girlfriends or whoever they're with because they treat them mom and keep them by me because i know that'll be a good friend like i have one back home i've known him forever and he treats these girls great and we're just we're pals i love him <laughs> so much i think not only like a relationship is important but having that friend beside you who's of the opposite sex is also so important
0: yeah it is like me i can't i don't have many female friends because it's hard for me to relate to them all the time. So it's like, I have a couple, yeah. And then I have a few acquaintances who are female. But it's like, it's so hard because everybody is like always getting in their feelings and everything. And it's like, sometimes I just want to talk to dudes because of the fact that they don't take it all the way to heart. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I need you to drive me around and let me vent to you about this
0: stupid guy I'm talking to. And then we can go
1: get ice cream or something afterwards. Exactly. Like, that's that's what I mean
0: and I have found that well let me see how do I explain this when I'm talking to one of my guy friends it's like Mm -hmm. they actually listen and try to help me out instead of like some people try to turn the your, your hurt into they hurt and then they try to like like Knock you down at every point, like well, you shouldn't have ever did X, Y, and Z. Well, what, why you said that? Why you do this? And it's like that's not what you're here for right now.
1: Sometimes a hug and it's gonna be okay. louisa is all that needs to solve the problem.
0: Mhm. Exactly.
1: And it's always good to see how the guy you're talking to reacts to you being with that guy friend to see if they're secure enough with you. Because I've always had this problem with my guy friends back home. It's, why are you with him? So weird and I'm like, this guy is just a friend. Like he, he's my mom. Like, calm down. Like, you think you're that special? I've known him five times longer than you have. You yep. bye bye. I
0: feel that. It was a it was a time in my life where I had um boy best friends and then the person I'm talking to, they're like, you need to drop him. And I'm like, I can't do that. I will drop you before I drop him because he's been here through everything. Thick and thin, ride or guy, like Yeah. And I think a lot of females, um, I I just want to touch on this real quick, that um, it was a conversation I was having with somebody and they were basically saying like, um, why doesn't it seem like men are hurt or um, as hurt as a female would be if they got cheated on, right? And my response to that was, well, men know their self-worth at the end of the day, because a lot of women will try to stick around if they feel they see potential in that man or if they just want to make it work or they feel like they don't want to be alone or they feel like oh I'm not ever going to get anybody else but men they're not like that men will see that you have messed up and they will go before they their feelings get even more involved and I I, I personally think it's smart. If you know you can't handle that, or if you know that you cannot forgive somebody after they have uh, done you wrong, it's best that you leave.
1: Yeah. Like, if if they break your heart, you don't want to pick up the pieces and have them break it again. It's time to, like, go fix it yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: So I want to thank you for coming out today to tell us about your life. We are always excited to share experiences and help each other grow as a community. So I do want to thank you for coming out.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love talking to you and I miss you so
0: much. <laughs> yeah, you so, bro, you so sweet. <laughs> um, did you want to drop any of your social media?
1: Oh, okay. You guys can follow me I'm at Luisa, L-U-I-S-A with another A and G-A-R-R-E-T-T or my Snapchat is Luisa the Latina. That's kind of self-explanatory All lowercase. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, guys, so that was Louisa. I'm Taisha, and we are out. All right, and that's a wrap tonight for DBYT. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at underscore Sanaa, That's S-E-N-I-H or at DBYT Productions all guests will have their socials in the description box for any episode so feel free to follow them and see what they're up to if you have any comments suggestions topics or questions you can feel free to hit me up on my social media and tune in next week where we'll be discovering more new voices in my community i'm taisha and i promise i won't bite my tongue